Oh, hey there. Hi. Howdy. Hi. How's, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to episode number 006. Is of it the six? Mother it, It's number six. Oh, shit. Yeah, we've been doing this That's over a month. That's what it says on the paper. Now. Yeah. We've been doing it over a month. The last one must have been five. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. math. All right. Yeah. Episode number six of the motherfucking podcast. Thanks for listening, and thank you for telling a friend. Yeah, we appreciate it, guys. Hey, uh, I'm sure many of you are tired of just listening to me and Tony every week. All five of you All who listen to this. <laughs> so. What, my brother and your brother and, and a few people in Germany. Skibs listens to it, but that's because he, he produces it. Yeah, Gene Skibbins listens to it because he produces it. Skib, thing. skip to my loo. Oh, Fonz is probably listening. So oh. maybe... Hi, Fonz. <laughs> we might be in the double digits as far as people are oh, listening shit. That's here. how it starts. That's how you get them. And, and they are more than likely tired of just listening to you and me. Yeah. So we actually have a special guest this week. Logan O'Connor, our bass player. Hulk Logan is in the house. He came by to hang out hey, with Logie. us. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hello. Logan, so, so let's get this intervention started. I want <laughs> to get it over with. Okay. Me and I Tony understand. Wrote, <laughs> me and Tony wrote some letters. Logan. I am very sad to see you hurting so much. You used to be my best buddy, and now. I'm very, very sorry. I'll never do it again. <laughs> what are we intervening against? I don't know. Logan? It could be any number of things. Yeah, you, you could grab um, anything out of a hat. And just reach in and pull it out. If you were to say drinking, I would be shitty, because the last time I saw Logan, I was completely hammered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You... You. No, no, you've got me, the problem. Not you me. got no, the I, problem, I, bud. I, I, don't, I don't care. Hear me out. No. You're a real Actually, I, Yeah, when I saw you over there, I was I was pretty good on browning out, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and You were just all grins, man. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> nothing but smiles and stupid jokes. So. Laura, Laura reminded me the next day, obviously, you know? Mm -hmm. She had just gotten off of work. But uh, all I saw was you just... Pushing this broad out the door <laughs> of streets of London, I was like, "What the fuck's going on over here?" And uh, yeah, I guess you came back. She's like, "Yeah, she threw a beer bottle and it hit this thing, and it was like some some framed glass." This is the only funny part about it. Like <laughs> as soon as you laughed about it, it made me laugh. <laughs> she he puts it down, and it's just like some Green Bay Packers thing. And me and Laura are both like, "Yeah." Well, you know. So, <laughs> so okay. oh, man, I guess it had it coming. Let's let's Tarantino. <laughs> let's Tarantino this bitch a little bit. All right. So we've given him a teaser on how the night ended. Yeah. All right. So let's let's give let's give the whole Tony and Aaron's mandate. I kind of just wanted to hear Logan's side of the story, but I guess we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. We're get, we're gonna. Uh, I'll, I'll tell my side yeah. of the story, but I want to hear the how the mandate. Oh, okay. So. So, Sarah went out of town. Sarah's been in New York for almost a week now. So, pretty much all I've been doing is jerking off and watching Rick and Morty and, like, eating cookies. You know what I mean? Rough life. Yeah. So, just laying on the couch, just, hanging out with my cat. Just tough. And, or going to work, right? And I only work three nights a week. So, I'm like, I need to go do something while Sarah's out of town. I need to go be more like you. I What? Sit on the couch and jerk off and watch Rick and Morty? Sounds like a fucking great night. It was great, dude. I smoked so much weed and ate so many, like... Staycations are great. Like, your lady thinks you're, like, totally up to no good, but you're really just eating cookies and jerking off. Oh, pretty much. cartoons, yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, maybe, yeah, eating pizza. Maybe eating pizza. I don't think I did. I've been a South Park game for a while. See? Yeah, you just kind of 
find shit to do in your house that you don't normally have time for. But it's it's like it's, she's like, well, so what are you gonna do while I'm gone? It's like I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch all the stuff on TV that you have no interest in watching. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna do. So, man, so, we party hard. So I said, I said, okay, woo! I gotta go out and do something at least one night. So on Saturday was your night. So on Saturday was my night to actually go out. So me and Tony planned a great mandate. First, we went over to Jerry and Randy's place. Mm-hmm. Jerry is no relation to Byron and Randy, by the or Randy is no relation to. Byron and Randy. This is Jerry's wife, Randy. Jerry Cass from White Fudge, former guitar player. You may have heard him on the Dirty Half Dozen album. I know they have if they heard any of our stuff. Yeah. We've been talking about, like, ever since we started this podcast, every song's been off of that record. So yeah. we talk about Tay and Jerry just... So we've been, we've been talking about Jerry every week. So we went over to Jerry's place. They had a housewarming party. <laughs> we got to see Jerry's home studio and and hang out and play with his vocorder and, and so much fun. with little kids running around and crying and getting into all sorts of shit. It was a super blast. Again, just got high and ate cookies. It was, <laughs> it was a really good time. Congratulations, Jerry and Randy, on getting your new house. It was great. Then. Tony and I went down to the Oriental to go see Laura, Tony's wife. B-Rand jumped with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, DJ Wonderbrad from uh, White Fudge jumped in the car with Uh, us. He was at the party. He was at the party. It was like, wait, you guys are leaving? It's like, yeah, we're playing. Pulled the ripcord on (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're going to go see a few shows. You know, we're about from here to there, whatever. Man, that sounds good. You're welcome to join us. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we haven't hung out with Brad in a long time, so that was great. A lot of fun. So we go to the Oriental, and headlining the Oriental is My Blue Sky, a tribute to the Allman Brothers. Yeah. And the long run, a tribute to the Eagles. (laughs) So Tony and I are watching this, and Tony is starting to feed the party machine. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's starting to get smiley. He's starting to get a little bit rosy. And we're watching, we're watching My Blue Sky. And the Allman Brothers tribute. The Allman Brothers tribute. And they're fucking awesome, dude. Like, they were. Incredible. There's 50-year-old women just standing in a puddle, just like staring at these dudes. <laughs> just ripping. And they're so good. And they had the two drummers and everything. They are fucking incredible. And they closed with the, the Fillmore Live version of Whipping Post. Yeah. And just knocked it out of the park. And Tony and I are standing there like, oh my god, this is so fucking cool. It was fucking really cool. Well, then the long run goes. And, and Laura and Andy were working too. Oh, yeah. And so was Fat Body. Yeah, yeah. They're all oh, working. Yeah. yeah, they're all working there. So it's just me, you, B Red, Fat Body, Andy. It was almost an old White Fudge practice. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay, let's see. Andy from White Fudge. Fat body from White Fudge was there, and then Laura, your wife from the Blind Staggers, was yeah. also there. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's, it, it's, it was a family night out of seeing people. So then the long run goes on, and they're this tribute to the Eagles. And the the, the thing that Tony and I talked about is like the Allman Brothers tribute was going to be his thing because it was more guitar heavy, mm-hmm. and the Eagles tribute was going to be my thing because it was more like you know. The, the judgment would be based as to their proficiency in doing the vocal stuff. Okay. And okay. I, I'm watching them do these songs, and I'm, like, blown away at how well they're they're doing these songs. And... 
Tony is just rolling his eyes, just like, <laughs> meh, dumb, lame, stupid. Just didn't like, didn't like it at all. Laura didn't like it at all. Well, they also didn't have a show going on either. Like the Elman Brothers, yeah. at least like did it. They, you know, they did a little the old guy stage moves where yeah. the same thing we do. We yeah. walk together and just like put the guitars up in the air next to each other when you're doing some harmony yeah. bullshit. So it's not it's like, because right I've on. seen the Big Lebowski too many times. Like I hate people that hate the Eagles just because. Yeah. That's know. exactly what I said. I, as a kid, hated people who didn't like Arby's because I blamed it on the Simpsons. So I, know, I know where you're coming from. I know exactly where you're coming from. Like I, people would be like, "Ew, Arby's!" It's like you liked it a week ago. Fuck you. Yeah, just because the Simpsons talked. Yeah. How you eat that beef and cheddar, motherfucker? I almost like. Can we swear on this thing? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is this the internet? Yeah, it's the internet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're able to make one because anybody can make one. Yeah, and right. nobody listens to it. Yeah. So. Well, uh, you're missing out. <laughs> People who aren't going to hear that. I've actually never listened to a single one. (laughs) You've never even listened (laughs) to one. I've never listened to any. You might listen to this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to check it out. It's just like, you know, (laughs) waiting for Beck to go out of town and eat. Rick, or eat pizza and watch Rick and Morty and listen. Exactly. I had never watched Rick and Morty until Sarah went out of town, and then I watched every single episode of mm. it. Yeah. I had, however, jerked off before. Mm. I had done that. I had also eaten cookies before. So, um. Oh, that's good. So, I have yet to jerk off. He's an, ex- he's an experienced <laughs> oh, man. you're going to paint the girl so, so much so about you, it. You thought the Eagles show was actually really good, huh? I thought it was really good. I thought they put on a good show, but then I, like, in the middle of the show, I lean over to B Rad and I go, do you think these guys hate each other too? <laughs> <laughs> or at least they pretend to. Oh, and the, the oh. one the one guy had the God damn it! Look. Oh, right on. Yeah. Farting in a small space. I would never do that to you. Is this the first fart on the podcast? Yeah, so? I think so. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> oh, it's good too. Oh man. So 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 anyway, that was fun. Then we went down to Goose Town to go see God, that's terrible. Josh Finley play with Arroya. So, uh, and, uh... For the record, the Eagles band was good. Yeah, they were good. They were, the, the, the Eagles, the band, was good. You just didn't like the tribute. The tribute was and, and it was in the wrong order. They should put the Allman Brothers on second. I'm glad they didn't because we made the other shows. Right. But the Allman Brothers show, or the tribute band's show, was better than the Eagles' tribute band show. Right. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. All right. That's why I was like... These, you can't do that, man. Right. You know, it's just like, it's like, who are these jokes? You gotta, you gotta build, you gotta build up to the more like, I, I don't know, the more live band, yeah. the, the the better show. And I will, I will certainly agree with you that the Almond Brothers tribute was the better live show. That's that's mostly for the eye rolling, you know. Like, right. If they were, also they were just a softer band. Than, you know, the Eagles are a softer band than yeah, the Almond yeah. Brothers. It's just like. I just fucking got my face melted, and then this came on. I was like, "Oh, you fucking gotta be kidding me, it, man!" But I those... thought you guys were already went on. I thought, well, originally I thought the one band was doing both tribute sets. Those guys are. I guarantee they got so many freckly, wrinkly boobs in their face that night. <laughs> they got a lot of uh, landline phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I text you? No, no. No, no I don't do the text. It's a landline. <laughs> call me at my office phone. You can call me on my jitterbug if you want. <laughs> uh, I thought I told you never to call me here again. Uh, so then, after that, we went down to uh, we went down to Goose Town to go see Arroya open for yeah, Oxycodone. 
a tribute to morphine, which uh, I was super that's a cool name for a tribute to morphine. Dude, yeah. I thought so, and I was super excited about it. And Tony's like, I have no idea who morphine is. I don't, I don't know what this is all about. They're okay. It, so, so uh, first of all, Arroyo was awesome. Yeah. Josh Finley, uh, Rob Dog Crawford, and Joe Pro. Um, they have this instrumental kind of proggy, funky, like. I don't know. I don't know. How would you explain Arroyo? A cooler, meaner version of when the Red Hot Chili Peppers were good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. With no yeah. with no vocals. They, no they, vocals. they played at Streets of London uh, a month or so ago, and it, it was a really good show. And just watching those guys play, it's it's a lot yeah. of fun. They, they are a musician's band. Mm-hmm. You know? I can see where, like, you know, girls doing shots of bullshit would be like this man's weird but they stopped in for a minute and then they're like let's go do more gummy bears you know yeah, like exactly. they left but they're really talented really good guys super cool oh, man yeah. joe pro is is probably my favorite drummer in town he's fucking great oh and i saw uh joe ramirez from pueblo escobar because he does sound there he just had twin baby girls so oh. yeah man i'm like i'm like how you been dude i haven't heard anything he's like I'm changing fucking diapers. I'm having kids. I'm like, kids multiple? Like, it hasn't been that long since I've seen you. He's like, yeah, dude, I had twin girls. I I, I had multiple kids. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, um, Arroyo was awesome. Uh, The Morphine Tribute Oxycodone, they played everything spot on. If you're not familiar, um, Morphine was a band from the 1990s that had kind of a a unique instrumentation. They had a drummer, they had a bass player and singer who played on a two-string slide bass, and then a sax player that from time to time would play two saxophones at the same time. Barry sax mostly. Yeah, he he would mostly play Barry sax, but on several songs he would play a Barry sax and a tenor sax at the same time. Instrumentally, they knocked it out of the park. They did such a great job. I got to hear a bunch of Morphine songs that I really like. But they, the the Morphine sounds like fucking going to a bar after a breakup and being just really sad sitting in the bar and drinking yourself to death. That's what Morphine sounds like. It's it's very moody, very spacey, very kind of like 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 kind of droney music. Very cool. They sounded like. From my point of view, it's starting to sound like because that's about the time I was starting to brown out pretty good. Right, right. <laughs> well, so I'm like, I'm like leaning in watching these guys play and do a great job, and then I look back at Tony, and he's got this half smile on his face, and he's all bright red, just looking at me like, "You believe this shit?" <laughs> the only <laughs> what are they doing? The only the only critique I would have on oxycodone is the the singer from Morphine has a very distinctive voice is very like a voice which is very characteristic of that band and unfortunately uh he died very young he actually died on stage from what i understand he had a heart attack on stage um but aside from just kind of missing those vocal tones they were super good band we got to see a bunch of people we got to see puerto rican tom we got to see of course the arroyo guys saw squids uh we saw oh yeah squids project star jammer is also very cool so squids uh, from Champagne Charlie, he uh, had to give up playing the trumpet when he blew out his lip. So he's been unable to play trumpet. So he's yeah, had to compl- Yeah, that's a real Whoa. story. So he had to uh, switch his emphasis to string instruments, and um, he can play. He, can play uh, and he started playing saxophone. Woodwind, yeah. Yeah. So he started playing woodwinds because his lips don't work for brass anymore. Okay. So he has this project now where he's got this rigging set up 
with a looper and all these effects pedals, a guitar, a bass, a saxophone, all on stands that he goes and then sets up loop stuff with. And then he has a rack of cassettes that he uses for samples, essentially. He'll put a cassette in the cassette deck and just like, I'm like, so what do you use it for? He's like, watch this. He puts a cassette in and like, just starts, you know when you would push down slightly on a pause button and make it kind of go like, slower than usual? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was doing that with the cassette deck. And he had a stack of books that he would just pick up and start randomly reading from. It was fun. fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> he was doing it between all the shows. Artists, it, man. It, I thought it was really cool. I, I think it's I, I think it's creepy and cool. That's I just hadn't seen him do anything since uh, really getting you know not doing Champagne Charlie as much. Yeah. And so it was really cool to see him out gigging again. And that was not what I expected to see him doing. Hmm. So by this time, Tony is shit face drunk. Like, hey, getting him out the door morning. was super hard to do. Yeah. And so then we that. finally get him out the door, and I'm like, Tony, it's one o'clock. We got to get down to Streets of London for a nightcap. And we walk into Streets of London, and the Naked Aggression show, uh, Naked Aggression Clusterfucks, had cleared out. And it's just Logan, some drunk lady at the bar, Shorts McGraw. And us. Oh yeah, Shorts McGraw was there. Okay, for those like, of you, pretty much the best scenario ever. For those of you who don't know, Shorts McGraw is a character here in Denver who's like, if you've ever wondered how someone goes from being a regular everyday human being to a hobo, Shorts McGraw is the missing link between those two <laughs> designations. And I don't mean to say that in a derogatory way, but Shorts. Way is there to say it? Okay, it's quite derogatory. All right, Shorts is is kind of the town maniac drunkard. Yeah, he's, he's a. I got I got forty three. What the fuck is forty three? Well, it means I got kicked out tonight, but I can come back tomorrow as long as I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he, like, shorts. To, to, to give you a little bit of insight on this dude, Logan caught him in the men's room carving Dale Earnhardt no, no, into no, 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 no. Shorts McGraw is a, a rabid NASCAR fan, and uh, he got let back into the bar. And we we're just like, you just got to be on your best behavior, man. I see anything go down with you, and you're gone. And a couple weeks later, I saw etched into the shelf above the urinal, Dale Ear. <laughs> and, like, like he didn't finish it. And I was like, I knew what was coming after that because I knew who did it. I was just like, that had to have been Shorts. And then he came in, like, a week later, and then, sure enough, he finished it out. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt. And I was the like, shelf above the pisser? Yeah. And I was just like, dude, I... You might as well have written your name, you know? <laughs> I know exactly who did that. Yeah. It was really it was really good to see Shorts. I gave him a big hug, you know, shook his hand. It was like, it's great to see you, my man. But the best part... He's not going to hear this. You can be... No, no I, I was really happy to see him. I haven't seen Shorts in a while. He's never, you know? he's never, he, he doesn't have access to the internet. He, he's listening to the Indy 500 on his shop radio, man. Yes. Like, that, that's what he's doing. But, no, I, it was really good to see him. You know, he's a, he's a very lovable guy. But the best part was watching him get so mad at you 
just talking shit to him. And you weren't even like aggressively talking shit. You were just doing the thing that bartenders do when they make kind of snarky, you know, under, you know, backhanded comments to drunks and they get really mad because they're wasted and they're not being taken seriously, but they're not being taken seriously because they're fucking wasted. Mm. You know, so watching him get upset and storm out was it watching you work was great. But then Right after that, this girl who I didn't know, this little quiet, you know her, glasses, dark hair, yeah, sitting at the end of the bar. Out she of, was a bit of a regular. But. Out of nowhere, I just hear a crash, and I hear you yell, "Get the fuck out of here now! Go, <laughs> you're gone. Never come back here again." And you're like grabbing her by the shoulders and going to shove her out the door, and you throw her out on the street, and you're yelling at her and yelling at her, and I'm like, "What happened?" And she had taken a beer bottle and thrown it at the wall, and it hit this framed certificate that I didn't know what it said at first. But then you picked it up off the ground, set it down on the bar, and beneath the shattered glass is, uh, is a certificate that says, Official Bar of the Green Bay Packers. Like it was a official <laughs> Packer bar. Because you guys have official Packer fans. So Tony... By this point, shit face, <laughs> totally fucked up. Tony, Tony was like, like, like working man, night off, fucking top five drunk. It was great. <laughs> and he picks this thing up and he starts laughing his ass off. And he goes, hey, 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 Laura, come here. And Laura comes over and sees it and she starts laughing. And then they had, the two of them had me take a picture with them holding oh, up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I have a picture of you guys. Oh, I'd love to see that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'll post this up in the comments of the, oh, when, when I post this podcast up, I'm going to put this in the, in the comments. So they're laughing because Tony and Laura are from Chicago. So like seeing the Packers get fucking taken down a peg is like makes their day, right? It's pretty fun. Yeah, it was pretty good. So um, so then I went down the street to DP Doe to get a calzone. I ran into your fiance there. Right. Also, like like I hear Becky calzone for Becky calzone for Becky, and I look over and Becky is sitting there, and this dude is talking to her, and I'm like, hey. Back and she comes over. She goes, "Oh God, thank God you're here." That guy was just—I didn't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> and so we're hanging out, we're talking. Laura and Tony come by, and uh, Laura offers your wife a ride down the street to her house, two blocks away. Yeah. And uh, she jumps in, and I'm like, "I'm like, uh, would you like to wear a fur coat and a hamburger hat?" <laughs> and like, it just so happened that Tony had a cheeseburger hat. In one of his seats. So I also have a picture uh, of like, Laura. Like you do. Laura worked at the Oriental. There was some unicorn party thing that, yeah. Some unicorn party. A different story for a different time. So that was that was me and Tony's mandate. <laughs> yeah, that that lady made me real mad. She's she's kind of a a regular in the bar, and she's she got kicked out previously because her and uh, Weston, who used to work at Streets of London gotten a fight and shit her thing is whatever music you play she has a problem with it hmm. and so she's just kind of like can you change this can you put it on something different and she always just wants to hear slayer and slayer's cool but i've heard slayer a fucking hundred times you know what's her name so her name is jill dude i saw her on i saw her on facebook the next day and she yes. was talking about how she got yes. thrown out of the bar, dude. <laughs> awesome. Oh, 
my yeah. god, I can't wait to show but, this to you. But uh, <laughs> anyway, she's always just like, this sucks, and blah, 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 and she's just complaining about the music, and like that night I was just like, she had fought with Weston about the same thing. So that night I was like, Jill, you know we have a jukebox. Like, play whatever you want. It's a free fucking country. Like, spend your money and play whatever you want. And she's like, got to talking to me, and she was like, you guys just don't appreciate good music. And I was like, no, you're just you have a problem with everything and you know i'm not here to just cater to you i just bartended a fucking sold out show and you're complaining about some after music while i clean up the bar like fuck yourself yeah, you know? yeah right and um so she got she was like you don't appreciate good music and i was like i know you're older than me but i've been playing music my whole life so fuck you and she was just like you're a dickhead and i was like you're a bitch and she <laughs> threw the bottle at the fucking uh at the green bay packers uh that's pretty thing. funny man yeah that's pretty great. Hey, uh, offhand. Yeah, so she got pissed I could, off. I could give a shit about the green bay packers. I mean, yeah. we we used to be a browns bar and uh, they that. they just asked if they we could be their official bar and they came in but they stopped coming in because well the Browns aren't a good football team no. so we tried to change over to a better football team to try to get more people it'd be like one guy sitting at the bar going all right come on let's see it Browns well it was yeah. it was like eight people and they'd all leave by halftime they go they'd just okay. be like well that's that go go next time yeah. guys <laughs> yeah pretty much. Hey, uh, just offhand, how was the um, how was the Naked Aggression clusterfuck it show? It was fucking awesome. Yeah, like the first band, uh, Blood Loss. I had never heard them before. They played a, like a fifteen minute set, and it was just like super fast, super loud, aggressive punk rock and like DFL type of shit. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just like like you couldn't understand any of the vocals, but it was just like really loud, fast, cool shit, and. Mm. Uh, I'd never heard of them before, but they played really well. And then the Clusterfucks went on. I probably haven't seen the Clusterfucks for almost 10 years. I they took say. kind of a hiatus for a while. They weren't really right. playing for a long time. And uh, uh, Naked Aggression played at Chain Reaction Records earlier in the day with Josh and Justin Lent. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was they said that was really cool. I couldn't make it because I was preparing the bar. But then the Clusterfucks played, and they have got that shit those guys fucking killed it i was very surprised mm -hmm. like, that's cool i mean not like because <laughs> they're old or whatever but <laughs> well, because i was just like damn these guys still fucking kill it you know dude, they were they they never stopped like staying involved like a lot of guys they'll do bands when they're young and they're like all right i got kids now it's time to quit mm -hmm. but like even after josh had kids even after he got sick because he had, you know, he got diagnosed with Crohn's, mm -hmm. and you know, it, even after Justin got his hip replacement, like all that God shit, damn. like they've been playing nonstop. They've been doing other various things, you know what I mean? Right. Or staying involved by opening the record store. By the way, check out Chain Reaction Records on West Colfax. Awesome fucking punk and metal store. Like it's, in, in my opinion, it's the best punk and metal record store in town. It is pretty cool. They have a little stage in there. They had a little quarter pipe, but somebody. Stole it. Stole I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they got it back or if they found out who did it. But like they like you could go in there and just like skate the quarter pipe or like. Oh, cool. They throw shows in there all the time. It's it's cool. But, That's pretty uh, neat. Fucks killed it, and Kristen from Naked Aggression, um, 
they stayed at the fourth year freshman house. Uh, at like WTHQ, the like, fucking the Downing House. Like the place years, you guys came over to years and years ago. And apparently her husband still has his fourth year freshman shirt and wears it all the time and bought the new MF Ruckus album or Thieves of Thunder and a shirt from Chain Reaction and brought it back to her husband. Did he know the bands were related? I, I think uh, uh, Justin and Josh told them about it. Oh, cool. And so she picked up our new shit. Fuck yeah, and brought dude. it back to San Francisco. And uh, she she got my number through Peter Orr from Streets of London. And we, we were just shooting the shit about setting up the show. And she's been texting me since. And she's like, thank you so much. She's sending me a t-shirt. And she's a real... Sweet, sweet red lady. Dude, they're a great band. They've, yeah. they've been a great band for like the whole time we've known them, even before. It's really cool that they're out there doing it. And and Tony, just so you know, Clusterfucks are like, that's like our local hero metal and punk rock band. Like, Yeah, Logan still has the shirt. Yeah. When, there's a picture of me that just surfaced that Melissa Thompson put they up where I'm wearing same, that, same, that shirt. same shirt. It yeah. looks like a dress on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, it, is it the same same, it's the same, same shirt. shirt? It was too big for Aaron. He gave it to me. And you've worn it ever and since. Now it's like my, my sleepy time shirt. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny about that shirt That's is... Also, you know what, maybe I, and I've seen it a whole lot, but I've always seen you on tour when it's all usually sleepy time yeah, for Logan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which, sleepy time Logan is kind of all the time. Yeah, right? kinda, let's yeah, be real. Yeah. Dude, but, we, should, uh, we should make a new merch item that's like a plush doll called Sleepy Time Logan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually... <laughs> Jim Jim Norris told me, you know those uh, like wrestling buddy yeah, stuffed yeah. animals. Jim has uh, someone who can make those, and he was like, what? he was like, dude, as soon as I found out about that, I was like, which band would make these? <laughs> MF Ruckus. <laughs> I was like, yes, dude, tell me who is doing those, and I will do it. He's like, dude, it's you guys need to make those. And Sleepy Time Logan is going to be the first one that we make. Yeah. Sleepy Time Logan, <laughs> best seller. It'll be the best seller. Well, all right. Well, what do you guys say we get into a little bit of news? Uh, there was there was a couple other things that I wanted to talk about, but I, I think we'll save them for yeah. next week uh, since uh, we've been we've been talking about this stuff for about a half hour now. Let's uh, run away. Yeah, let's. Uh, so what happens when bitches throw beer bottles at you? And, you know? <laughs> yeah, but she kind of did you a favor. I think yeah. you. I think you behaved. That, that was honestly the only wait. thing that like made it funny and calmed me down. Was like you and Laura laughing about it. I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Like the fact that you guys are like, hey, it's not that bad. There's some Packers bullshit, and dude, it, it, like I mentioned, I saw me down and made me laugh. This story's even like, better being told. It better I mentioned I happened to see her post on on Facebook. I have no idea how I came across it. I think I was searching for something else, mm-hmm. and you know, like if you're searching for a band name or something, it'll bring up like. If someone mentioned it in in a post or something like that, that'll come up in your search. I just happened to come across it, and I went, I wonder if that's the chick Logan threw out last night. <laughs> and I went looking through her feed, and it's all stuff like, like, nobody knows music in this town. Fuck Denver. Fuck this place. And, dude, they were all, it was like they were in minutes of each other. Oh, like, man. she put up, like, 30 posts. I can't night. wait to see that. I am yeah. going to show it to you. And the picture. The, oh, yeah. The, the, the aging punk rock Yelp of fucking. <laughs> I'll Yelp yourself. <laughs> All, right, All right, let's get on with some news, huh?
Oh, it's time for some motherfucking news. Uh, so first item. What was that? Do, do you guys do that every time? Every single time. Every single okay. Time. okay. So uh, first for no reason. <laughs> we just like we're just like we're gonna do news now, and we did that the first time, and we've done it every other time. We, I don't we, think we never discussed it either. We still do it. We just, you know, we're that synchronized. Next time I'll bring my keyboard and... This week! (laughs) This week in news. Uh, Okay, so first item. uh, We did post for our Patreon subscribers uh, on the exclusive patron feed. We did post a sneak peek of one of the rough, unedited, unmixed, unmastered um, tracks from the video series we just did up at Evergroove Studios. We posted a video of Acropolis Now. It's a... uh, Uh, It's going to end up being kind of a rarity because we used the non-keeper take since we did multiple passes of it. That, of course, is only... We only did two. Yeah, we only did two. So we did one keeper take and one uh, one junker take. So we put the junker take on our uh, Patreon feed, made that available for people. I hope they don't post it online, but... uh, who knows? Uh, yeah, so if you want to get a look at that, or we also have launched a uh, new RSS feed where you can hear uh, exclusive demos and stuff on any mobile device just by clicking on the RSS feed. You can get all that via our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mfruckus. Uh, also, last week we started work on 25 New songs yeah. that we are going to go into the studio and start working on. We really this only summer. worked on like one. Well, we only worked on one. And I barely remember that one. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. why you always record, man. Always record. But we have we have fifty demos, which yeah. we took twenty five songs from those demos, and we have started working on those. Out of that, we'll probably end up with fifteen brand new songs um, that uh, that we're going to be working on and going to the studio to record this summer. Some of those will be included in the uh, Front Lines of Good Times concept album and graphic novel project. Again, if you want to be a part of that, you can go to patreon.com slash mfruckus and become a patron. Uh, we also started working on 16 more videos um, in addition to the ones that we just recorded. Uh, we're going to go up and record those coming up in the spring. So that'll be cool. Those will be part of the, the Motherfucking Monday series. Uh, you can follow those by descri- uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV. Uh, we're also working on our sets for March shows. Uh, we've got a we got a bunch of shows coming up in Probably March. Do that tonight. Yeah, we're gonna work on that tonight. Yeah. Um, we've got a we got a bunch of shows coming up in March and April, and uh, we've got a, a whole good list of songs, including some stuff off Thieves of Thunder, The Dirty Half Dozen. Yeah, Cheap Beer is a good second one. Yeah, Cheap mm-hmm. Beer is a good second one. Always. Oh, we got uh, we got some. Uh, is, is the uh, Chicago lineup finalized? I don't know if it's finalized yet. No, okay. as far as bands go. Um, but uh, but we've got some playing. we've got some covers we haven't done in a while that'll be on there. We've got some songs written by our homies that are going to be on there. Uh, some rarities. It's going to be a really good set. Uh, shows coming up over the next couple months. We've got. Uh, White Fudge is actually doing a set in Frisco, Colorado at the Barkley Ballroom on March 2nd, Friday. That's going to be an all-nighter. Saturday, March 3rd, uh, MF Ruckus is going to be in Chicago at the Livewire Lounge uh, celebrating Evan from Turbo Yugen, Chicago's 40th birthday. Fuck yeah. Again, again, this is a free Damn, show. you old. <laughs> you older than a motherfucker, motherfucker. Uh, so again, uh, this is a free show. I know. <laughs> at Livewire Lounge, it's going to be a good one. 
uh, March 16th, my birthday, my, my sweet 36. Get on with it, you <laughs> old guy. Uh, with Doyle from The Misfits, uh, This Foul Year, and Killing Creation. That's going to be at the Mesa Theater in Grand Junction on March 16th. Mar March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. We're also playing with Doyle, W. Vaughn Frankenstein, um, Lotus Gate, Necro Panther and uh, Radio Scarlet. Necro Panther, those guys are fucking rad. That's a rad band, yeah, dude. Those guys are good. They just had an article come out in uh, in Westward. They did a write up on them. So oh, yeah? uh, check that out. The new uh, on Westward.com. There's a write up about Necro Panther. They're pretty badass. That's going to be at Herman's Hideaway on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Uh, hard to tiddly hard. Fiddle dee dee. Come see the guy from the Misfits. Fucking St. Patty's Day lands on a damn Saturday. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a shit show. So stay away from Colfax. Stay away from, like, northern South Broadway and come way South Broadway, away from the crowds, <laughs> and hang out with us at Herman's Hideaway. There we go. It is, yeah. it is kind of like an island. Herman's Hideaway. There's, yeah. There's shit around there. Well, that way the suburbanites can come out without having to deal with downtown, man. And a lot of, a lot of our fan I'll base say. is mid-30s to 50s folks who like are like, man, I, you know, I don't really like going downtown, man. You never can find a place to park, and it's just it's just too crazy for me, too crowded. So Herman's is a good place for those folks. Um, April 6th, 2018, we just announced this today. We're going to be at the Blue Note in Oklahoma City. Um, the waiting on the lineup to be announced, there may be a super secret special guest headlining that show. We don't know yet. But at the very least, we're going to be there doing a little bit of a... Uh, of you doing. you want to see your dead body? <laughs> <laughs> we're doing... We're doing a, pre a super secret special guest. Who's headlining, you know? Yeah. Who might be headlining? Who might, who, who, we don't know. They haven't confirmed if yet. If they're playing, they're definitely headlining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we don't want to play after them. Um, if it happens. They get, they got a, you know, they've got an early bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's going to be Logan's bachelor party pre-party uh, the night before. We're going to go out the next night and go see Reverend Horton Heat, Unknown Henson, and the Red Elvises. Staggers are opening up for Unknown Henson. I, I did hear yeah, that. Where? Oh, I, I don't know. I can't remember the venue. Is it in Chicago? In Chicago. We just heard about it. Like be a, there. Yeah? Yes. It's yeah. fucking cool. We'll come Dam out. Damien took that show because he knows how much I like him. Yes. He's just, he just like... Thank you, Damien. Yeah. <laughs> it's in June, right? I want to say it's at the end of June. Yeah. yeah uh, more news coming up on that. Uh, then... April 13th, 2018, Logan and his wife, Becky, fiance Becky, are going to be getting married. Uh, and then uh, we're having a free free party and show across the street at the Walnut Room with MF Ruckus, Potato Pirates, and the Blind Staggers are going to be coming in from Chicago. Again, this is a free show. It's going to be a crazy, wild, good time. Uh, we're going to play an early set because Logan doesn't want to work on his wedding day and wants to party and have fun and hang out. Um, Did Melon do his there, too? No. No? Mm -mm. That was at uh, Syntac. Oh. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. So that's going to be a fun one. Uh, yeah. So I think that's all the news that's fit to tell for now. All right. Okay, so back by popular demand. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Well, now. All right. What does that mean? One person said something? Uh, two, people, two people said something? I think Fawns said it was really fun. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But but we are really only out to serve 
two people, and that's Fonz and Joey Klontz. I don't even know if Joey Klontz listens to this thing. If you are, uh, shout out to Joey Klontz, fan numero uno. Um, it's kind of like when I'm working. I'm only going to serve, like, two people. <laughs> and then the rest of it's Tops. like... It's just like, okay, now I'm done. Going on break. I'm going on break. Uh, so... Back by popular demand, uh, we have another section uh, segment by your favorite music reviewers and uh, and band experts, aficionados, live from Pueblo, Colorado, at the Elks Lodge. Give it up for our friends Byron and Randy. Byron and Randy, take it away. All right, hey man, what's going on? Right on. This hey. is. This here's uh, Byron Kunkel. That's my man Randy. Hey, how y'all doing? And uh, and we're joined today with another uh, another one of our good buddies I'm over here at the Elks Lodge. This is the bartender Zeke. Uh, he's hanging out with us today. Say hi there, Zeke. Howdy. Yeah, it's good to good to have you, Zeke. Zeke's a good man, man. We uh, we know each other a long time, man. We went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Zeke, Zeke uh, we met in shop class, man. He's a fucking cool guy. He was the mm-hmm. first one to he taught me how to make a bong, man, out of a out of a pinewood derby setup <laughs> from a, like a Boy Scout kit and it's shit. Like real that. easy. All you need all you need is a drill bit, a joint. And uh, ball peen hammer, and you're good to go, man. Dude, I'm telling you, man, this guy's a fucking the, the smokers MacGyver right here, man. <laughs> He's a party so hard. Uh, out, He's out, a genius, man. That's what I swear. Yeah, man. I remember. I remember that one time, man. We were getting wasted over there at Smitty's Greenlight downtown. Holy shit, man! And you like made a bong out of the leg of the chair, and Smitty got all pissed off and kicked their asses out on the street. You remember that, Zeke? Hey, they still let us in the next bar, though. Yeah, hell yeah, they did. Fucking, hey, shout out to the Rainbow Theater. Right on, man. The Rainbow Bar. Fuck, man, I get him all confused all the time. It's not really a theater. It's more of just a little bar, you know what I mean? Hey, shout out to Phil's Radiator, too, man. Remember that time I walked in on you, Zeke, and you were fucking giving it to that fucking chick that you met over there at the Radiator? Remember that? I do. I do remember that. Man, that was a crazy night, man. Hey, so uh, this week on Noah's a Great Band, man. Was a great band, Joe Cocker, man. Oh man, Joe Cocker. That's 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 the cock of the walk right there, brother. So good, man. The guy the guy had the voice of like an angel. If an angel smoked too many cigarettes, you know what I mean? Yeah, he knew how to party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, Zeke, are you a fan of you a fan of I, Joe Cocker? I just like how wild he is. He's just all over the place, man. Just limbs are flying. Just he's just like a big. Partying ball of fucking hair and spit and sweat and 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 fucking and and loud colored shirts, man. That guy just like I remember seeing the Woodstock movie when I was a fucking kid and just like seeing Joe Cocker and I was like, man, what a goddamn maniac. He like takes those pussy ass Beatles songs. Like, by the way, you know it wasn't a great band, the Beatles. Talk about a bunch of boring ass shit, yeah, man. Hold on there, now I have to disagree with you there, Byron. Man, Randy, what do you know, man? You don't know nothing about the goddamn Beatles. Let me tell you something, man. The Beatles are easily, easily the most overrated band in rock and roll, man. Bunch of pussy ass like, I want to hold your hand. Yeah, yeah, but think about how many bands that cover themselves and they sound real good. Like Joe Cocker. Hey, you know who's a great band? It's Aerosmith. Oh, man, you know who is a great band? Aerosmith is a great band. I disagree with you both. Oh, yeah, man, what you talking about, Zeke? I know you love Aerosmith. Joe Joe Perry's a pussy. (laughs) Oh man, 
saying. You heard it here first, folks. Fucking Zeke called you a pussy, Joe Perry. Can you believe that shit? Hey, man, I remember telling my kid, by the way, this shows you something about these goddamn fucking pussy-ass millennials. I go to my kid, and I'm listening to this band, and he fucking, and my son comes in, he goes, what are you listening to, Dad? I go, I'm listening to Aerosmith, you little pussy. And he goes, oh, Aerosmith, what does he do? I'm like, Aerosmith is not a person's name, Junior. This is why you kids don't know anything. You're listening to that goddamn Notorious Big and goddamn Two Packs of Coors and goddamn fucking, what's his name, Evan Evan Essence, whatever his name is, Eminem, I don't fucking know, Mars Bar as far as I'm concerned, pussy-ass goddamn rappers. Man, kids are stupid. Come on, preach it, brother. Yeah. Well, anyway, this has been another edition of Man Noah's a Great Band. Uh, I hope we enlightened your, your minds a little bit today to the world of music. God bless you, Joe Cocker. Rest in peace. quick just wanted to give a shout out to a few of our sponsors first off evergroup studio up in evergreen colorado in our opinion the best studio that we've ever been to best studio in the world full service recording studio and uh, video as well um, check them out on YouTube, check them out at evergroove.com. They're awesome. Also, our primary sponsor, our top number one sponsor, Matula Plumbing. Matula Plumbing. Matula! In Chicago, Illinois, for all your plumbing needs, Matula Plumbing. Shout out to them. Also, a shout out to Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios here in Denver, Colorado. It's the official. See you soon. Yeah, see you very hopefully, soon. Hopefully soon. We got to get going. Yeah, we got to get going. We got to run out of um, time. But and yeah, then, thank you, uh, Rocket Space. A final shout, or uh, finally, let's give a shout out to our uh, subscribers on Patreon.com. Yeah. Our subscribers Woo! on Patreon Thank you. get access to exclusive content, uh, discounts on merch, discounts on shows, VIP passes, beer and pizza parties, all sorts of cool shit in exchange for a small recurrent contribution to help us put out our serialized comic and concept album, album The Front Lines of Good Times. Uh, to learn more, go to Patreon.com slash Ruckus. Thanks, guys. So it's time for another commentary in our series. Uh, this week we're going to do it's a cover song. It and sure it's a, is. It's a cover song by Tony's old band, uh, Road Crew. Fuck yeah. Yeah. This one. This one's called Fiends for Excess. It's, I think Shrek wrote the main riff for this. Where? So what is the story behind this song? Tony? Oh man, I fuck. I've been playing it for so long. I really should know this, shouldn't I? I know the music behind it. I just remember, I remember Shrek came up with the, the name of the song, right? Because he was like, a lot of sense. because he was drinking and partying and, and I think he said something to the extent of like, what, what can I say? I'm a fiend for excess. <laughs> Sounds like a Shrek, Shrekism. So this, this is one of the yeah. first, this is one of the songs that made us fall in love with the road crew. Of Aww. course, the road crew also did, um, uh, uh, the other song we do on the Thieves of Thunder album, "You Ain't Nothing Special," which is a really cool one. But this was this was the first Road Crew song that we uh, ever covered. So let's give it a listen and get on into it. This one goes out to you. We're gonna heavily drink with us tonight. This one's called Pizza. 
This one goes out to all the people who are going to heavily drink with us tonight. That was everybody. Is that Tay? Is that... Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, before we did it with this, well, with uh, Fourth Year, or MF Ruckus, we... There was, like, not as much soloing in there, because I played, I played rhythm guitar, you know? Right. So like all that, all that stuff that lead well, part. I played the guitar in the band, I guess, but I, it was like just a rhythm-heavy song. So all that stuff at the beginning is unique to our version of it, for yeah. sure. I remember seeing Damien do this song live when he was singing it, and just like being so impressed that it was like it was like a rapper spitting spitting rhymes. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> because it was such like motor mouth, like it's quick, it's, it's super quick. fast lyrics. Yeah, he's good at that. Here comes the sing-along. So is that like, is that a reference to like the Jimi Hendrix or like classic blues like, Here am I train to come in. No, not even close. David McLaren's. Right, I know, I so know. He's always not going to rip off Jimi Hendrix, that's for damn sure. Well, he wasn't going to, but it, I always kind of thought it was like a classic blues throwback. It's like, it's like, oh no, there's no train coming for me. Like, as like as some bluesmen would be like, oh, the train is on its way to get me. Like, Damien's like, no train is coming to get me. I'm fucking... You probably have a better insight to that than I do. But I, I don't know, I think he just thought it was clever and... He just told us what to do. He just thought it sounded yeah. cool. Yeah. Just sounds cool, man. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard this just being blown away. This was another one of those instances that was like, fuck, we need to go home and practice right now. Yeah, that was a fun song to play for sure. I've been playing that same solo for this song for just forever. Like, I recorded it the first time, and that's the solo that came out. And just like, just been playing it ever since, you know? It's like hard for me to come up with a different one. I mean, it's. Next time we play it, I'm gonna play it different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't, you don't shit. fuck with it. <laughs> if it ain't broke, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. I love the breakdown in this song. Like, it just dynamically drops so well and then comes back. Just punches are right in the fucking goods. As Ty would say, Zeppelin, man, it's all about that drop. It's that drop, here comes. Uh! Also, the notes that Damien hit in the song, that's what like, I think like, blew me away when I first saw, saw you guys play this. Like, those highs that he hit were oh, yeah. incredible. Like, and you don't see it coming out of him, you know? No, you don't. Oh, the great big tenor, that, that whole thing? Mm. I love great big tenors, man. Like huge guys with little, like, like, like high pitched screams. That shit's awesome. Like, uh, you know who he's like is like Hawk from um, uh, Zero, Zero Down. Down. Yeah. Now that one was recorded at Herman's Hideaway. Yeah. Yeah, that one was from Herman's. Where we're playing here soon. That Let's do it again. Let's do it to commemorate. I think there's a video of their uh, of that song somewhere. Uh, a, a good high quality video version of that song up on um, up on YouTube somewhere. I'll uh, I'll do it for a throwback Thursday coming up soon. So yeah, that's Fiends for Excess off the Dirty Half Dozen album. Yeah.
time for this week's One for the Homies, and this week it's my pick. Yeah, and, man, go for it. And I picked Hudson Falcons. Hey, Mark. Desire to Burn. Um, Hudson Falcons are, in my opinion, one of the most underrated bands that has been out there touring nonstop for, I, I would say, well over 25 years, probably 30 years Mark has been at it. Mark is one of the hardest working guys in the business. He has a job as a union organizer, which he does all remotely and allows him to be able to tour yeah, yeah, full time. Yeah, 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 union organizer, you know? <laughs> well, it allows him to tour full time. Yeah. And uh, he tours with his wife and whatever group of guys he can convince to go out with him for fucking six weeks at a time. Um, and this was one of the first songs I heard uh, for Hudson Falcons when we met them on the first tour we ever went on playing in a dirt floor basement in Ironwood, Michigan. Um, and, yeah, it was, it, was, it was this place called the Rat Cellar in Ironwood, Michigan, up in the UP. And uh, it was where I met Mark. And, uh, dude, I mean, we were, what, 17 years old? Something like that. Real young kids. And uh, that's where I met Mark. And I heard this song, Desire to Burn, which has influenced... Uh, like, it's been a philosophical doctrine of mine uh, ever since about just, like, never losing your desire to set the world on fire and fuck shit up. Cool. So, this is Desire to Burn by yeah. Hudson Falcons, one of my favorite bands of all time. Let's do it. No hope glitters in the dark All the young girls dancing in the park We're sitting here long going Stop raving, man Just singing about who I am Philosophy fought by fucks Man, I don't really give him a fuck Cause all the answers are in my soul I'm probably getting older I'm sure I sure won't let myself grow
guys. That's going to do it. we got to get Woo. to band practice. We're running late. Thank you so much for we're listening. We're going to wait for the beers and shots we're supposed to have at Laramie. Pretty much. Yeah, like, Pretty much. That, that, this, is, this is why... Like me and Aaron show up five ten minutes after like our supposed meetup for drinking. This drink time. is why I'm not here. <laughs> Logan's got to make sure he's on time for the yeah. beers and shots part. Yeah, De- De- Devin's like, where is Logan? Uh, she's gonna call worrying, dude. She's just gonna be cancel like all these like payments she has going out. Just like oh, we were really dependent on that. But thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks for telling a friend. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and uh, if you like this podcast, please do rate it and uh, write a review on it. It does help us out with uh, iTunes algorithms so that we can get some more people listening to it. And uh, even if someone, you know, you know someone who might be into the show, but it isn't even aware that our band exists, but you think they'd be entertained by it, please share the podcast with them and uh, just tell one person about it. Anyway, uh, thanks to Logan for stopping by and hanging out with us. Logan's birthday is coming up this week, too. Hey, Hey, and today's Parker's Parker's birthday, birthday. so happy birthday to Parker and Logan. Parker does. Thanks to to John Skibicki for producing. Love you lots, John. Mr. Gene Skibbins. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time, guys. Mahalo. Hey y'all, what's going on? This here is um, Mary Beth Laughlin, president of the Atlanta chapter of the Taylor Weeks Fan Club. I'm calling in to read the credits for y'all today. So, um, okay, let me see here, make sure I'm doing this right. All right, so the motherfucking podcast is, um, uh, well, it's produced by John Skibicki, a.k.a. Gene Skibbins. Um, it's written and created by Aaron Howe and Tony Blee of motherfucking Ruckus. And uh, it's brought to you by Evergroup Studio, uh, Matula Plumbing, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, and the fine patrons on patreon.com slash mfruckus. Uh, yeah, well, I hope that that helps. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, uh, uh, Weeksly Update, the... Um, the Taylor Weeks official podcast uh, where I talk about pop country celebrity uh, Taylor Weeks. A uh, little bit of gossip for you. I don't know if you heard, but um, there in a recent interview, Garth Brooks was talking about Taylor Weeks and he said, uh, who's she and what does she do? So, like, he's getting some mention in the press from some, like, really prominent people. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Love the show. Bye-bye.